Hello, 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 and welcome to my cavernous living room. Uh, we're uh, recording this episode of Junior Funners a little bit differently uh, to kick things off in 2023. Uh, but uh, first of all, yes, let's welcome you all in. Uh, yep, okay, take a seat. Yep, you, you're all comfy. Yep, yep, okay, got your drinks. Okay, all right. Okay, then. Uh, so we're all ready for Junior Funners 2023 edition. Uh, that's it. Yeah, we're going to start doing one of these per year, which is basically the schedule we've been on for a while now. But um, yeah, so Junior Funners, it's it's the podcast you're listening to right now. It's the uh, past the the, the Arsenal uh, podcast, <clears throat> the Arsenal podcast, the podcast about Arsenal, uh, the only uh, a podcast about Arsenal, as far as I'm aware. Uh, brought to you by the Fun Boys, which is me. I'm Ollie. Hello, and it's also Lawrence, who's who's here too. Happy New Year, Ollie, and Happy New Year, listeners. Whoa, we're in the future. Yeah. What's up? It's crazy. Yeah, although, I mean, by the time people listen to this, it'll be the uh, the recent past. Be, but yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So Lawrence. Yeah, Lawrence is uh, recording in a, like a you know a nicely insulated room that doesn't echo. Um, I'm rather than recording in my uh, the, the usual space I recorded. I'm recording in uh, my front room because I, I'm a, I'm attempting to live my Mark Goldbridge fantasy. I wanted to I wanted to watch the Arsenal Newcastle match live as we recorded and give you know live reactions as it went along. That was the plan anyway. Um, but by the time we started recording. It's now 38 minutes into the first half, so uh, good good chunk of the match is uh, is already gone. Um, still nil-nil at this point. It's getting quite tasty. There's a few yellow cards flying around and a lot of free kicks being given. Uh, Saka's just uh, put a curling ball into the box there. It's been dealt with by the Newcastle defenders. Um, so, yeah, uh, we, might get a, we might get some... Um, uh, Soccer Saturday vibes here, you know, I might have to cut across Lawrence mid-sentence or, you know, uh, abandon what I'm talking about immediately to, to give live reaction to this match. But we'll see if this goes well, maybe we'll do it again. And who knows, maybe we'll do it properly. We'll do it for a whole match. Um, if not, then, you know, fuck it, we tried. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, uh, as the match uh, continues on in the background, let's uh, catch up with some Arsenal news. goes uh so hopefully laura's remembers to do it this time I, I, um, I always do it every time the one time you do it, except for that one time you, you except for that one time you didn't you do so once <laughs> um so, oh, we got a we got a yellow card here who's this for uh, somebody's in trouble i think it might be erdegaard not not a, mm. was the first yellow or I believe it's his first yellow of the match, but all the Newcastle players were surrounding the ref, so they they weren't happy. Was it? Yeah, he's been he's been booked there for a looks like a foul on uh, Gimaraes. He's oh he's pulled his shirt as he's trying to get away there. I think this ref oh. seems. To- oh, and then he's gone in. Well, then, well, he's gone in that tackle. It just seemed like he got the ball okay, but yeah, he did. It was quite a blatant tug of the shirt there at the start of that challenge. The ref not being one of these. I'm going to be the main guy sort of refs who's going to book everyone and look at me, I'm the ref going to book everybody 
he does seem a little bit like that. It, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Let's see how many yellow cards we got already. So, so that'll be that's the fourth one uh, of the match so far. As I say, we're only you know we've we've just gone past forty minutes. Um, oh, Newcastle want a penalty, but ref doesn't seem interested. Whoever it is is still down in the penalty area, holding his head. You know, this is uh, yeah. Okay, looks like we're going to have a VAR. Uh, VAR. Oh, it's always with yeah. the VAR these days. Ah. Yeah. Ah, let's yeah. Go back, take more us like, back to the like time v- when we were. It was awful refereeing decisions all the time. Yeah, more like VAR. You know, very angry but, right now. Ah, VAR, very angry. Not sure what. Uh, yeah, I'm not really looking at the replays here. I'm not really sure what Newcastle want. It looks as though Gabrielle are was they, falling down. Not doing some Atletico style shithousery, are they? Maybe. Yeah, no, no foul, no penalty is the VAR decision there. Like I said, it looks as though, yeah, Gabrielle was either pushed or was tripped and he fell down and then it sort of caused a bit of a domino effect. He fell into Dan Byrne and then Dan Byrne kind of fell into the path of Thomas Partey. And he was sort of sandwiched between the two. Yeah, another yellow card, one for Xhaka this time. Uh, this ref yeah. seems to be uh, quite happy to uh, just <laughs> kind of take all the all the attention from this match. Um, you See, know, that's the thing. Once they quite start, a high-profile game. Once they start booking people too early, that becomes the precedent. So it's like everything is going to be yellow. Everything's going to be contested. Everyone's going to be running around the ref. Exactly, yeah. And it's like yeah, everything yeah. So it's like oh, well, if if that was a yellow card, that's got to be a yellow card too. And it's just like uh, you know, maybe maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't. I think you just yeah, need a that, bit of discretion, uh, yeah, so not be such a pin pushing nerd, such a pussy. Stop being such a jobs worth ref. Yeah. So I, read I, the room. Interesting to see if both teams finish the match with ten ten men on the field, um, ten outfield players. I mean, you know, you know what I mean. Mm. Uh, anyway, yeah, Arsenal news. So we're, we're back. We're back. It's Premier League time again. Immediately after the World Cup, uh, World Cup was uh, ended up being quite a lot of fun, didn't it? Yeah, overall. I mean, uh, the hosts aside, I mean, uh, overall. Was- yeah, I mean, all of the, everything else surrounding it aside, the actual the actual football, yeah. the quality of matches ended up being uh, pretty good. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, overall, it was. Um, I think overall the uh, the. Argentina, probably just for Messi's sake. Like, well, give it to him. Screw it. Not really bothered. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's the it's sort of a, a freebie, this World Cup. And, like, you know, like we, like, I think we said uh, before the World Cup, it would be, you know, if England won it, it would be very typical. It would be the most British thing imaginable to finally win the World Cup again. But it's it's the shitty World Cup that everybody hates. You know, it's <laughs> it's the one that history will not look upon very kindly. Um so, you know, yeah, given that it is kind of, like I said, the, the, the shitty World Cup that nobody likes, why not just give it to Messi, you know, to go out on a high on, you know, it's the yeah. perfect way to end his career. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's the typical kind of Argentinian uh, formula for winning a World Cup. You need one standout quality player and the rest all shithouses all just, you know, they're just going <laughs> to... Yeah. <laughs> Kick lumps out of uh, yeah. Although contest like you know, <laughs> uh, usual stuff, you know. But um, that's uh, that it mm. works for them. Um, you know, good. It works. 
clearly it works. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I, it, I think maybe the rest of the squad were probably a little bit better than, I mean, like, the, like you know, the manner of Donna era, it really was just sort of him and like 10 others for the most part wasn't, you know, he kind of dragged them to the final yeah. and then to the trophy pretty much single-handedly. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, Argentina had maybe a couple of extra yeah, it's plus, uh, um, kind of <clears throat> players like Julio Alvarez, Alvarez and, looked pretty um, good. Yeah, Martinez. I mean, their centre backs are mostly decent centre backs. So that's the thing. It's like, man, yeah. you're such nasty bastards, but you're you're good centre backs. Yeah, and then you have like, you know, someone like Enzo Fernandez, who's like a young. He's going to be going somewhere. I don't know where, but he'll be. They reckon he's going to Chelsea, yeah, don't they? That's the like current that. rumor. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, that experience with someone like Otamendi and um, uh, you know um, at the back, and for once a decent yeah. goalkeeper because that's probably the one thing over the years they've never really had was a decent goalie, and now they finally got one, and lo yeah. and behold, they win the World Cup again. It's like, yeah, our boy, our yeah, boy, Henry Martinez. The uh, is that the what's the it's not prodigal son, is not that's not the term. No, no, but I he's sort of it, he's always got a place in my heart anyway. I think, and it's, I think it's the same for a lot of Arsenal fans. You know, I, I think we, a lot of a lot of fans didn't didn't want to see him go, but he clearly, you know, he's proven that he, he deserved the chance to be like the number one main goalkeeper, having done his time at Arsenal. You know, he did ten years at Arsenal, going out on loan to various places. Yeah. Um, finally getting a run in the side when Leno got injured. But yeah, excuse me. Um, yeah, it, it, we don't, I, I, I feel anyway, as an Arsenal fan, yeah, you can't, can't begrudge him going, um, can't keep a player like that and just expect him to sit on the bench the whole of his career. So yeah, yeah happy, uh, happy for him. And then he, you know, he did, he did it in style, you know, he, uh, he, <laughs> Ruffled a few feathers as he as he is wont to do. I think you know anybody that's watched him in the Premier League since he went to Villa. There was that incident where uh, Bruno Fernandez was taking a penalty against him at Old Trafford. Was it last season or the season before? Yeah, mate. Yeah, last uh, season. Yeah. And he was doing all that all that like shenanigans on the on the goal line, trying to put him off. And then when Fernandez just launched it into the stands, uh, Martinez turned around and started dancing at the United fans behind him. Like getting them all riled up and pissed off, which is very funny. Yeah, well, you know that's the. Uh, there seems to be a thing in the in the especially South Americans. It's like maybe it's just their. Um, you know, we're, we're, in, in English players is all about. We all want to be fair games. We all want to be. We want to be nice. We don't want to do all that. Uh, you know, dark art stuff. We don't. Well, we don't like any of that. Mm. But you know that. You know they have that ruthlessness. They have that. We don't care. We we just want we want to win. And it's like, well, yeah, by any means. And it's just like, you know, and uh, someone like Martinez is just like, you know, for a goalkeeper, I think you have to have that little bit of like uh, unhingedness about you. And uh, I think all yeah, all the greats definitely do. You know, yeah, a lot of goalkeepers uh, were kind of uh, just mental. Yeah, you know, a lot of the great goalkeepers kind of the. Over the years, you think like, especially like the German goalkeepers, especially, um, they seem to be, you know, you think like Oliver Kahn and Jens Lehmann, you know, all of those guys were pretty, uh, pretty nutso. <laughs> Even David James, I remember him 
saying on TV that he uh, classes himself as a psychopath or psychopathic or that's David James. Yeah, cool. He's chill dude, chill dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he got the. I saw him on Pointless um, the other day. He got the uh, winning. He was on the one of those celebrity Pointless, and he got the. Uh, you know, he won. He got the top, got to the final round and won. Won the. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember who he was with. I think it was another. I think it was a football celebrity Pointless. But anyway. Yeah, they tend to sort of group the the celebs together. I think when they do the the pointless uh, celebrity specials, like the, the, there's, I saw one where it was all like, uh, it was all like soap actors and actually, I think it might have it might have just been EastEnders people actually, but yeah, it was like all like yeah EastEnders actors and actresses that had been on it over the years, or they have you know they have like comedians and stuff like that. So yeah, they probably they probably did do like a sports one or a football one. Yeah. Um. We need to get to the uh, Arsenal news, or should we just continue about World Cup? Uh, well, uh, how do you, how do we rate I mean, England yeah, what, overall? What do we give? Uh, I think we did. I think we did all right. You know, I, did, I didn't expect us I think to we win. Did, yeah, I mean, a lot of people were saying that you know, like the quarterfinals would be viewed as a success. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I think we in the games that we played, we played better than we did at the last World Cup. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I can't, can't really, can't be too down on it. I think we're in a good place. It's looking very optimistic. We got a lot of, uh, a lot of good players that are still young, but they are kind of, you can see they've taken that step up in their game now. Um, and I think that, you know, the Euros is not that far off now, less than a year and a half away. We're in a very good position in, in terms of winning the, the damn thing. <laughs> finally. So I think yeah, I, I, it's uh, all all good for England. I think you know there's a lot of people uh, that kind of just want that uh, were basically mad that Big Sam got yeah. sacked, uh, that, that saying Southgate should go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, why on earth would you listen to those people? Yeah, who else is <laughs> you know the, those people are like Joey Barton and shit. So who gives a fuck? Those those are people who want like Josie Mourinho to be England manager. This like this. Seems to be this desire for, among others, some people to like. Serial winner, re- serial winner, big Marine name, big is, name, serial winner. This is his calling for some reason to be England manager, and it's just like, man, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It doesn't get along with half the players in the squad, like Luke Shaw or Harry. I don't think Harry Kane. Yeah. Would, <laughs> I don't think Harry Kane probably. But, you know. Yeah, they, yeah. I mean, all the Spurs <clears throat> players in the team probably. I say all the Spurs players. <laughs> Harry Kane and Eric Dyer. <laughs> Um, I, I, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's maybe it's Daly Alley's time to come back. You know, oh, he's yeah. uh, currently sitting on the bench for uh, which Turkish team is it? Besiktas, um, I think. Besiktas, yeah, because Everton didn't want anything to do with him, yeah. so they sent him out on loan. Um, but yeah, he can't get ninety minutes for Besiktas currently. But uh, hey, you know, under Mourinho. Yeah, I think Mourinho knows that he wouldn't be very good at like managing a national team because if he did, he would have managed Portugal by, you know, he probably would have been on his second or third stint at Portugal by now, wouldn't he really? If he thought yeah, he had a chance. Well, <clears throat> you know, I think, um, well, he's still as a manager, he's, what, he's in his fifties now. Is he in his fifties or something? Um, yeah. He's probably just wait Biden this time. I don't know, but I think Roma, 
is that sort of club is no see i i don't think i think his style doesn't suit because he only has the one style and it does not suit uh managing a national team he can't just he can't just buy yeah. like a you know a, a six foot plus center forward uh and you know who's already like 27 years old like you know he'd actually have to like bring through uh like a younger set of players and kind of coach and nurture them which is just not in his not in his whole deal you know is it like that's just not his vibe at all yeah but at the same time it's like where's port is at the same time it's like it's portugal because they always got like quality somewhere <laughs> some mm. obscure like 21 year old center back who's oh he's really good apparently <laughs> or like um Gon- gonzalo yeah. ramos at this world cup who yeah everyone's gonna be like that's the new uh I don't know. We'll see what he's like. I don't. Who's he play for again? Is it Benfica or something? Anyway. Uh, um, yeah, I think it's, it's Benfica or Porto. <clears throat> I can't remember one of but, them. Um, yeah, but it's all it's the thing with Portugal. I mean, it's in many ways it doesn't really matter who's the manager for that sort of because they've got enough good quality players all around. I know, but um, uh, um, yeah, as as you're saying about England, I, I always felt like. We've played, yeah, way better football now that we've got Jude Bellingham having that. Oh, yeah. That player that can link midfield and attack and get in the box. It's like, got perfect midfielder there. You just need, like. Yeah. You know. He's a, he's a proper, like, all rounder in terms of his midfield play. It's just nothing. There's just nothing he can't. It's not so much that there's nothing that he can't do. It's like there's nothing that he's not great at. As well, you know what I mean. Like there's there's, no, there's nothing really that he does uh, in a match that you can sort of go like, oh well, he's only okay at that. You know, he seems to excel at absolutely every aspect of the game. Yeah, um, I think it's really been uh, positive for a lot of the um, for the younger England players this World Cup for um, Saka especially, uh, Foden, definitely yeah. Bellingham. I think we've got a real good bright future with those three. Yeah, Rashford uh, had Rashford. a good World Cup as well. But, um, off the back of a kind of rough period for him. But uh you know, so it's it's again it's still having to um <laughs> the uh Harry Kane the the uh you know, you can't take you can't take the player you can't take the Spurs out of the player, you know, you uh <sighs> Yeah. Yeah, bottling is bottling it is just in his DNA, isn't it? You know, we can't can't do anything about that, unfortunately. And he had to. It was. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't even watch because I was just. I just. It was going to be too stressful, and I was like, I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna listen to. Uh, to listen to it on the radio. And I was like, it was. It was actually working because we got back in the game, and I was like, oh, you know, yeah, this might. This might happen. Something might happen. This might be different. And then, nope. Hope's dashed yet again, but um, you know, overall, I can't be too mad to be honest because it's like you know, I think we did. I think, I think we did pretty good. I mean, I'm, I think yeah, there's not really much else we could have done other than just you know, <laughs> France took the couple of chances that they had and we didn't, you know, and on another, you feel like eight or nine times out of ten probably would have taken those chances, you know, if the game was on a different day or at a different time or whatever. You know, you only got to look at, like, the other matches that we played. Part of the USA game aside, you know, we, we, 
we were so much better at taking our chances when they came. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. But you know, to go out at that stage to France, who looked like they, you know, I mean, they, you know, they came within a came within a a, a ball hair of uh, of winning the whole thing. Um, and they probably will, you know, they will win uh, the World Cup again and again. You know, Mbappe really, uh, sorry, Mbappe, uh, boy, boy, Mbappe, he ain't he, he ain't no joke. To quote uh, the great uh, Sir Charles Barkley, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, he'll you know he'll probably win like two or three more World Cups in his career before he retires. And, and of course, you know, we got to see, uh, our, again, our boy. Uh, we can't call him a prodigal son because he's not come back. But, you know, Olivier Giroud, you know, again, forever a place in Arsenal hearts. Yeah. Uh, is now officially France's all-time record goal scorer, which, you know, couldn't, couldn't be happier for him. Unless, unless you're, uh, you're Graham Souness, who, uh, you know, one of the... Oh, oh, the one, the one thing, I have a negative I'll say about the... Um, World Cup was the general punditry, especially on ITV. Graham Souness and Roy oh Christ, Keane yeah, and Gary Neville, some of the worst. And it's just like, yeah, uh, Graham Souness going sort of full conspiracy theorist with um, the Japanese. Uh, uh, did, did the ball cross oh, the line? Yeah, we want the, to see the, the pictures. Ball went out, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, God, the, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what it is with ITV. They, they seem to go out of their way to pick shit pundits. Like it, it, it can't, it can't be a coincidence. Like somebody, somebody there knows what they're doing. Cause it's just crap from top to bottom. You know, I you got uh, Ali McCoist, I think is probably the only good one, right. That they've got, like he's, he's, he's the only good one they got. He really is. Um, <laughs> he's got to see. He really is. Um, but yeah, other than that, you got fucking you got our old friend Clive Tildesley, uh, or if it's not him, it's Sam Matterface, which is like, you know, finally a man with a name as stupid as he is, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, and then yeah, so you got like the yeah crap commentators, and then on top of that, you got to listen to fucking Roy Keane, uh, just the, the like yeah, Roy Keane and Graham Sooners who are just like. Just Statler and Wardle, like joy but vampires. Way more worse and not funny. Yeah, just like not funny, <laughs> like not like charismatic or entertaining or funny. Like they're just they're joy vampires. They just if they sense anything close to human joy, uh, they have to find something wrong with it and just remove it from the equation. You know, just like Roy Keane getting mad about the Brazil team dancing. You know, it's just like who gives a fuck. Why do you care? Like it's like <laughs> like dancing and that kind of you know that rhythm and everything like that's a huge part of like South American culture. Like it's why do you, why does it bother you so much? You weird freak, you weird repressed ultra Catholic fucker. <laughs> that's one way of saying Irish, I guess. But that much. Whoa. But um. Hey now, careful, careful now, hey, ooh, hey. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. But as I was saying, Graham Souness, who was like, yeah, doesn't rate, he didn't rate Giroud at all. He's just like, 
he had to make the because it was Thierry Henry. I think like, yeah, there is. I, there's a sort of uh, like a there's like a sunk fallacy cost. I think with some people in Giroud because it's just like they've insisted that he's no good for so long that they kind of have to like they kind of just have to sit there with their arms folded and be like continue to just be like nope nope like no matter what he does they're still just like nope he's no good nope he's overrated nope nope. It's just like now that he's finally getting the credit he deserves, they're still just sort of like, uh, no, uh, 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 no, like, you know. So. You'd yeah, have thought he'd them. be the sort of. Uh, <laughs> you'd have thought he'd be the sort of uh, centre back that all like because he's a big guy, he's very physical, but he's also got technical ability. So he's got, he's a perfect all round kind of striker. Yeah. And it's like, what? And you're still finding problems with him. I mean. Yeah, I think that might be it because he's like he's a big guy, but he doesn't just like you know like club people out of the way like an old school centre forward from Sunes's era would have done. So maybe that's maybe that's what it is. Like they they just feel like he's he can't be good because he doesn't just like you know kick people out of the way. But um, yeah, um, I don't know what to say now. Um, yeah. Uh, well, what, uh, yeah. In terms of World Cup chat, that's I mean that's pretty much it, isn't it? I mean, well done to Morocco and Croatia yeah. for getting as far as they did. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Next time, uh, yeah, it'll be. It won't. I mean, luckily, it won't be in a uh, problematic petro state. Instead, it's going to be in America. Uh, so, it's the, the come. So that'll be fine. It's the come World Cup, Canada. USA, Mexico. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the the come World Cup. I didn't thought of it that way. Yeah. So get ready to uh, yeah get ready to to, to uh, bust. I can't think of uh, yeah. You know, you, you can imagine where we're going with this. You'll go nuts for the come World Cup. Stick it in, lads. Mm. Football. Looks like we're we're getting ready for the second half here of uh, Arsenal Newcastle, um, which is probably that's a, a good time to go into because uh, we're now into the January transfer window. So transfer chat for Arsenal. I mean, well, we haven't even mentioned the fact Arsenal, as it stands, Arsenal is seven points clear at the top of the Premier League, um, yeah. clear of, uh, of Man City, having played <laughs> the same number of games. Um, if we win this tonight, we can go ten points clear because I don't City don't play for a couple of days. So they they play Chelsea on Thursday, I think. Um, even if we, I mean, even if we draw this, we're going to go eight points clear. So that's, uh, yeah. But, um, yeah. So people are having to talk about us as, as proper title challenges now, because statistically teams that have <laughs> been this far ahead at this stage of the season or having played this many games have always gone on to win the league. So, uh, you yeah. know. Things are getting quite scary because it's like, we're doing well. Got nothing to complain Ooh. about on a podcast, so it's going to be a lot of uh, a si- awkward silence in the sense of like, you know, what can we say? We're doing great. We're doing fantastic. You know, yeah. things are finally it, working. Yeah, it's, nobody wants to hear that, do they? Yeah, Us being positive Positivity about things in this economy. We'll have to. We'll 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 finally, you know, I think achieve our destiny and just become a just purely a like Man United trash talk podcast. Like it will it will it'll cease to be about Arsenal. We'll just be talking about uh, how much we hate United and you know they're horrible fans. Yeah, uh, it's like when uh, I've been trying to 
you know, keep it, keep it, you know, curb my uh, ranting about United. But as soon as I get off the podcast, bloody United, hate him so much. God, up bloody Goldbridge. No, but um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, they live. What can we say? They live rent, rent free. Rent you know. free. Yeah, but um, uh, oh, balls in the box. Ooh. No, okay. Yeah. Like we're going to get an early second half goal, like we did, uh, like we did against uh, Brighton at the uh, at the weekend. That was a uh, hell of a match. Um, but uh, yeah, so but uh, yeah, transfer chat. The the main. Uh, the main kind of story there, as far as Arsenal concerned, seems to be concerning this uh, young Irish fella called uh, Michael O. Mudrick. Uh, am I pronouncing that right? Yes, I I'm assuming he's think Irish. He's, based uh, on his name. Donegal, is it? Or is he a. Uh, where else is it? Cork? Yeah, it sounds like a Donegal name. <laughs> he's, uh, I th- he's, he's, he's a Protestant lad, but he's very nice. Um, yeah. Uh, Jacques has just pushed Callum Wilson over, you fool. Um, but yeah, the, so Shakhtar Donetsk, uh, I'm not sure which part of Ireland that is, but they want, uh, they want 85 million euro, uh, for him. Uh, I think based on, isn't that, that's based on how much United paid for Anthony in the summer. So yeah. cheers United. Thanks, United. Thanks for setting that precedent, you fuckers. fucking morons. <clears throat> uh, but he seems to, he, I mean, he, the, the player himself seems very intent on coming to Arsenal. He keeps you know, he he can't really make it much clearer um, than what he's doing at the moment. Every every one of his Instagram posts is basically him watching Arsenal. Yeah. So um, he's clearly very keen to come here. So hopefully it won't take too long or, you know, it won't be too difficult to, to make the deal happen. Um, but he is, he's very highly rated, isn't he? I mean, he is, people are talking about him as like a future Ballon d'Or winner. He's, he's only 21. I always, I always, worry when I hear that it's like oh no you're gonna you're gonna put so much hype on this player as soon as he comes to Arsenal and he's like can barely has a terrible touch every game and he you know <laughs> barely contributes and then he falls out with the manager and then he goes off on oh, loan shit 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 Rambo's fucked it uh, oh no oh no oh, he took he took too long on the ball when they're trying to play it out from the back and now it's I, I, actually it looks is the danger gone? I don't know. We've got, we're back in a good shape now. I think we might be okay. No. Okay. Here we go. Ooh, that was lucky. Ball flashed across the box there, but there's no Newcastle players to just poke it in. Fucking hell. Yeah. Ram, Ramsdale likes to live dangerously, doesn't he? He does. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's, a real, he's a real daredevil, but we love him. I, again, if you're not going to have a goalkeeper that's kind of a, at least a little bit nutty, then what's the fucking point? You're never you're never going to achieve anything that way, you know. If you don't have a goalkeeper that's a, a little bit crazy, yeah, you know. But uh, <clears throat> um, I suppose you have to be yeah when you have to like dive into someone coming at you, at however, fifteen miles an hour or twenty miles an hour, however. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I think that, like, yeah, the the best sort of current example is probably Edison at, at Man City, isn't it? Like, he nothing phases him; he'll just dribble the ball, you know, out of his, <laughs> out to the edge of the area. Sometimes, like, you know, well outside the area, even though there's players closing in on him. And then at the same time, he'll just he'll run out like a fucking freight train and just clatter into someone, no matter how badly he ends up getting hurt. That's the that's the kind of guy you need. Like I said, you need you need kind of a you need like a kind of jackass type guy that's not afraid to just get absolutely beaten up. You need a 
Bermar, Gerasash, Johnny Knoxville type, or Steve Oringo. Yeah. That's what you need. Exactly. Yeah, you need, uh, yeah, you, like I said, you need one of those guys that's not afraid to put their, put their body on the line for the sake of the bit. Uh, the bit, in this case, being uh, the game of football. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so, so Mudrick, that looks like that. It, all signs are sort of pointing towards that being a, a, a deal that we're going to get done this January. I mean, he's, he's already scored, he's scored more goals uh, in the Champions League uh, this season than Arsenal have in the last five, six years. When, would, when, did we, when did we last go in the Champions League? Was it 2015, 2016? 2017, I think. I think it may so be. That's like six years ago. Yeah, maybe 2017, I think. <clears throat> Damn. So, yeah, he scored three goals in the Champions League. That's like, yeah, more than we've done in six years. Fuck. Damn. Well, hopefully we won't have to worry about whether or not we'll... I mean, I don't want to tempt fate, but I always do. And um, hopefully we will, we will get to the Champions League. Hopefully we won't balls it up. But, um, you know, it's always this period... With Arsenal, January through to March, I always feel like we always yeah. drop off slightly. Always, people start getting injured or uh, results don't start going our way. But um, yeah. this is traditionally when the collapse yeah. club in crisis. Uh, you could put some put some reverb on that in post. Yeah. Um, you know, it's <laughs> the collapse. I can. I can do that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it's been it's, it's a tale as old as time, as far as Arsenal fans are concerned. Yeah, we we no matter how strongly we start a season, it gets to kind of December January time, uh, and like you said, people start getting injured or uh, our form starts to just wane. You know, I think like the, the part of it is just not being able to keep up the intensity. Uh, throughout the the entirety of the season, and then by the time it gets sort of you know March April time when it's when it's too late and there's nothing really to play for, we like to rally and end the season strongly. Uh, but um, yeah, when, when yeah, we've this, got nothing to play for, time, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Once it's too late for us to actually kind of you know win anything or achieve anything, uh, then it's you know then uh, then we then we're great. Then it's you know it's it's great. You know it's it's fantastic. But uh, yeah, this time I don't know. Like you said, who knows? Maybe it's tempting fate, but who knows? Maybe uh, you know we've got we got forty points on the board. We know we're not getting relegated now, so that's good. Yeah, at least we can say that we were we were relegation candidates last year. Don't you remember? Yeah, we were we were nailed on for relegation just because we lost the first three games of the season. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh... <laughs> I can't. I, I. I don't know how. I, on the recording, this might end up sounding a bit weird because you keep freezing up. Um, so I don't know. If, <laughs> there might be some very big playing, gaps. The weather is playing with the, the connection. I seem to be. I seem to be all right with you. But I had a brief freeze for a moment, but it seems to be. Yeah. All right. With okay. <clears throat> um. Yeah. So. Uh, Mudrick, Mudkip, uh, Mandrake, he's, uh, he, he, yeah, we'll hopefully be seeing him before the end of January. Um, 
Jao Felix is the other one. Uh, but it, yeah. Atletico Madrid seem to want like basically an entire like transfer fee just to loan him out. Like I'm seeing some of the stuff I'm seeing is that they want anywhere up to like 25 million euros uh, to to loan him out to six months to another club, which is like feels like uh, an insane like it feels like an insane scam, doesn't it? I mean, it feels like they're trying to kind of loophole their way through the uh, financial fair play stuff by just being like, yeah, we'll loan him to you for 25 mil. Yes. I think that's kind of what they did with um, um, Carrasco. He went to one of the Chinese clubs for a bit. For some reason, just out of nowhere. Just, did he? I think for maybe, yeah, he went to one of the, Chinese clubs and I think it was only for like maybe a year and a half or so and then he just lo and behold comes back to Atletico Madrid I think that was probably when um, <clears throat> I think that was probably uh, when they brought in skied one. I'm trying to remember I think but that was uh, that must have been back when, the, when they, a couple of years ago when the Chinese there was all that money kind of sloshing yeah. around in Chinese football for a, for a little bit I think there was probably some sort of um, you know, uh, what are they called? I don't know whether at that who was in the squad at the time for Atletico Madrid, but um, I suppose to avoid any sort of financial fair play ban or whatever, because I think they did fall foul of um, the fair play mm. rules at that time, I think. So I think that's probably why they loaned out someone like him to China just for a bit, just to, just to, you know, keep keep your way yeah, from they, our back just for a bit. <laughs> they, yeah, they seem to be trying to do it again with Jao Felix. Like they're, they're sort of saying, like, yeah, okay, you can have him for six months for like this much money, but also you've got to pay all of his wages. And by the way, his wages are fucking insane. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's like yeah, as yeah. long as you pay like twenty million euro no, I'm, or twenty five just... million euro, uh, you can have him for six months. I just think not a good, not a good move. Pers- personally, I don't, don't, no, don't really. Not a good deal. Yeah, it feels one of the worst deals we've. Got, one of the worst of, deals um, we've had. Yeah, folks, uh, just one of the worst transfers in uh, Arsenal's history. Uh, one of the worst deals another, we've had. Worst, worst deal since, since Pepe. I, Pepe. Pepe. I call him. I call him Pepe. Mister Pepe. That's what I call Nicholas him. Nicholas Pepe. Nicholas Pepe. Great guy. Great guy. Nicola Pepe. Um, um, we, we don't, I, I, ooh, I always we got, feel that um, has a, maybe maybe has a slight uh, bit of the Ozil's vibe about this. Hmm. Not quite sure. Uh, what, Felix? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. They, I, among other Arsenal fans, there seems to be a bit of excitement that, about the possibility of us maybe bringing him in. Yeah. Um, but I... I always but feel that we need. I suppose there was there was excitement about us bringing Ozil in as well. So I, yeah, we need um someone who can for, if Thomas Partey gets injured, or um someone, or even even someone to replace Xhaka at some point because I don't know how many years he'll have. Lived, yeah, we need someone. I think we need to. Yeah, he's kind of coming into his own sort of fairly late on. I think he's he's turned thirty now, isn't he? So he's kind of yeah, he's kind of hitting his his peak uh, peak. Damn, this ref is booking everybody. He's just booked Joe Linton for a foul on Saka. We got a free kick and a pretty good area. And then uh, 
I think Almiron isn't standing far enough back from the ball. He's not doing the full 10 yards, so he's just booked him for that as well. So this ref is just fucking with everybody's uh, fantasy football, you know? <laughs> he must have had a really bad weekend. He must have been like, well, fuck everyone else. I'm trying to... Man, do you want to talk about bad weekends? I have fucking... Uh, I'd fucking uh, Mitrovic in my team and he missed a fucking penalty. I had, I had a lot of zeros in my team at the, uh, the end of the weekend because I had Callum Wilson who came on as a sub and then got booked almost right away. So he ended up on zero points. Uh, I, uh, Gabriel, uh, who got zero points because I think he got booked and Arsenal conceded two goals. Um, and then, yeah, Mitrovic missing a penalty meant he ended up on zero points. So, I, yeah, I'd like... Like three players that even though they played, they ended up with zero points in my teams. Fucking shit show. I need to <clears throat> check my squad, but um, I don't have the app on my tablet anymore because uh, uh, it was it wasn't working for some reason. I'm not really a fan of the um the Android anything for Android. It's not a fan of. Wow. Just, okay, uh... you you heard it here first. Shots fired at Android. <laughs> Yeah. Um, um, yeah, that, app, I, that fantasy football app, is, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, say this, it's gotten a lot better. A couple of seasons ago, it was basically unusable. Like you had to like, you had to just go onto the website in your browser if you wanted to like make changes or check scores or anything because it would just, it, it was shit. It would just crash all the time. It was impossible to use. It, it's a lot better now than it was, but it's still... It still bugs quite a quite a lot, or it'll just. The thing I find is because I've I've got an Android phone, it it'll just randomly lock me out for no reason. Um, it even yeah, even though it's sort of I've told it to keep me logged in. Yeah, it will usually it's at the start of a get like whatever like the first the first day of like the sort of game week. So you know just after like the first match has started, it will just decide to log me out for for no reason. Um, again, even though it's been told not to, so yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't blame you for uh, uninstalling that mess. But then also, it means you're not, you know, you got to be on it twenty four seven if you want to win. You know, in this game, what do you, you know, even win? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't really want to go. I think to you a can win money, can't you? Like if you, I think if if you if if you win like the if you win like the top prize, I think you, I think you win money. Oh uh, well. <laughs> Okay. Oh dear, are we are we That's seeing right. the end? This might be the end of uh, Frank Lampard's managerial career. Uh, Everton are now four 0 down to Brighton oh, <laughs> at man. home, uh, and Saka is to, Saka's down in the penalty area, and the physios are on looking at him. So this doesn't look good for Arsenal either. He had to. Um... Show me up, didn't he? Because I said in our chat, I remember I said, I said, uh, I didn't think Everton would be as bad this season because I thought they might have spent um, smartly on like um, <clears throat> Tarkovsky and uh, Connor Cody. I thought, oh, I well, did, that's yeah, how, and, how, uh, how, thought, did, how are they that bad at defending when they've got fucking, when they've got, they've got Jordan Pickford, Callum, uh, uh, Connor Cody. And James Tarkovsky, like uh, that. I, how are you that bad at defending? Like that's that's kind of the you know that's that's enough to sort of set up a quality back four, back five there. Uh, so yeah, why do they suck so bad? It's it's a mystery. Yeah, what could be? 
what could be the uh, <laughs> confounding factor here? I, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll never know. Yeah, well, some things uh, until, in, you can't you explain know, until football. Until get yeah. a new manager. I think another yeah. couple hundred million. There'll be, uh, yeah, there'll be uh, top four in no time. Champions yeah, if they, if they sell that Anthony Gordon, they can spend that money, you know, on some, uh, some like, really shite players. Um, Just so, sort of. Yeah. Exciting yeah, it's times. crazy how you can't. Uh, for Everton. You can't necessarily build a team based on a lot of um, rejects from bigger clubs and uh, sort of. Hmm. Well, I mean, there are there are those in the football community that say that's exactly what Arsenal have done. <laughs> uh, well, we used to, but not anymore. But um, well, no, I think because that was what was it? That was United Trey that said that, wasn't it? He's saying that, like, you know, we're like we're we're making do with Man City's rejects. Yeah. That, uh, oh, us, us, us and Chelsea because Chelsea signed Sterling, didn't they? Saying that you know we can't we can't compete with United because we're uh, we're just uh, we're just accepting Man City's rejects. Um, which uh, can't fault his logic there. Can't fault yeah. the logic of, uh, yeah, players that played regularly for Man City over a number of years and won, uh, you know, won however many titles and trophies. Um, yeah, I think it helps. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're bad. They're bad. Those players are bad for, nope. uh, for, yeah. Helps having a manager who used to be the assistant coach so would know all the players so he would know who which ones to pick, which ones. If you wanted to sign, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. What can you say to United fans? I mean, it's just like it's just like I'm not gonna. I'm not. It's 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 like a like a. I don't know. (laughs) It's like shouting at the wind. Yeah, you know, it's it's pointless. It's yeah, we can't and we can't devote any more time on the podcast to it we've we've the number of minutes and hours that we've done already um but yeah speaking of man united though they are one nil up against uh bournemouth uh at home at the moment so well, they're making a late surge for the title i'm sure there'll be um congratulations on the yeah. winning the league united you deserve it You've, uh... yeah when they uh, when they beat liverpool earlier in the season um yeah, congratulations on winning the title uh, when they when they won that game, uh, which I believe came immediately after the uh, the four nil defeat at Brentford, which I think we which we all enjoyed. <laughs> well, Brentford seemed to be um, apart from Arsenal. Brentford have um, they've been uh, the uh, they're collecting some scouts, yeah. all right. They are, yeah, they're they're on one. They've been helping us. I mean, they were very unlucky not to beat Spurs. Yeah, I was watching that game. I was quite. It was. Um, because it was like after the World Cup, I just wanted to bask in some, you know, in the warm, comforting bosom of, of English football. It's like, ah. Yes, yes. It's like, ah, ah, English football's back, baby. It's cold. The football's yellow. Everyone's wearing gloves. Yep. Ah. Yeah. It's yellow and purple, yep. and everyone's wearing it's... gloves and hats and scarves. Ah, oh, yeah. It's English football. Raining all the, the pitch time. pitch is muddy and it's... looks like shit. Ah, yep. yeah. Here we go. Jumpers for goalposts. Lovely stuff. Uh, you know. <laughs> oh, it's like United are 2 0 up. Oh, here Luke we go. Shaw's got a goal. So, man, got to be worried for Bournemouth. They are. Uh, they're, they've yeah, they've not come out. Had a couple of games where they've played absolute shit. They've not come uh, back from the yeah. uh, 
World Cup break, uh, well, that great seemed to have uh, slacked a bit. Don't know whether it's a uh, lack of fitness yeah. or. I watched a bit of yeah, it against Chelsea, how... and they just passed it very nice and very prettily. But as soon as they get to the, you know, final third, it was kind of like, "What do we do now?" Um... Yeah, nobody seemed to have any idea. Everybody kind of wanted too long on the ball, um, and it just made it very easy for Chelsea to win the ball back. And yeah, there was no nothing in the final third. Nobody had any ideas or creativity. Um, but yeah. But they got new owners now, uh, so you know, including uh, Michael B. Jordan, <laughs> including Michael Michael B. Jordan from uh, from The Wire and from Black Panther. Uh, just very weird now that he owns part of Bournemouth, and apparently he's going to be launching a a clothing line based on based on the club. And that, I mean, he was at the Palace match this weekend. Um, so again, very weird to think that he was in Bournemouth just hanging out, but. Better get used to it now, you know. We got we got money. Well, I I heard that. Do they want to turn Bournemouth into a city? Like they want to categorize it or want to officially? Um, I mean, the people have been talking about that for years. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if that's a new thing or not. It comes around every now and then. But, um, yeah. So Newcastle just made a double substitution. Eddie Howe's taken off Almiron and Callum Wilson uh, and brought on. Uh, Jacob Murphy and Chris Wood. So, yeah. what's his game? Is is, that, is he is he settling for? Is he trying to? Is he is he going for the nil nil? Do you reckon? Could be going for the uh, with Chris Wood. You know, oof it, a big man trying to. I've never really been Eddie Howe style, but yeah, it's <laughs> but weird. Yeah, I it's I think I. That seems to me that he's probably happy enough with a nil-nil, you know, getting a clean sheet and a point um, at this stage. Probably happy enough with that. Well, it's only twenty maybe minutes because they're mean, on. The- maybe that maybe that could be the plan. Just like put crosses in, like or. Um, mm. <clears throat> I'm looking on who's a sofa score. You know, that's the uh, the one app I do have on. Like that is pretty good. Um, everyone mm. should have that if you're into your football. They seem to. I, I see this on YouTube. People advertise one football app, and I'm like, "That's that app sucks." I don't, we, we're going to lose. We're going to lose sponsorship we, if they ever inquired. They, they won't, oh, yeah. won't want to come in now because I slagged them off. Oh no, I've done it again. Yeah, well, we'll say unless yeah, unless unless they do want to sponsor us, in which case uh, we love it, and it's always been always been our favourite. Yeah, 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 love it. It's great. Yeah, we're just joking. Parody. Just a joke. Parody, parody, parody. I was kidding. You know how it is. You just whatever. Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, but Jacob Murphy, he's quite. Um, he's quite a pacey wide player, and he? so he's probably looking to try and get some balls in the box. Chris Wood, especially, and. Um, yeah. Hmm. Well, let's hope that it doesn't pay off. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I can, I just sort of, as this game gone on, I can, I can sort of see it ending up nil-nil, but the, know, uh, who knows? No. The expected goals, oh, that's a real thing, oh, is uh, on a sober score. The expected goals, it's uh, 0.23 New, uh, Newcastle, uh, Arsenal, uh, 0.25, I've done it wrong, 0.23 Arsenal, 0.23 uh, Newcastle in the second half. 
uh, when it was 0 0.68 in the first and 0 0.83 in the first. So, oh, it's a rip-roaring game. This uh, It's got new new all over it. <laughs> yeah, I think... I, I, Did I tell you, like, my, my theory with expected goals is that somebody at some, like... Uh, like data analysis company like made it their pet project they were like i'm gonna I, i'm gonna i'm gonna make this work they spent a long time convincing their bosses that it was worthwhile to dedicate you know time and money and resources and you know into researching it and kind of getting it you know correct um and because they've just spent all that time and money on it they can't like it, it's yeah. it's they can't just drop it now, you know. It, it's too it's too big to fail, as they say. Like they can't they can't just uh, it, it's it, it yeah they can't just leave it alone. Like we're now we're now stuck with this fucking thing that is uh, like just slightly less useless than uh, a chocolate teapot. You know, it, it, it's <laughs> it, it's it's somebody described it as uh, like cryptocurrency but for football you know people that are really into expected goals kind of have that same kind of pathetic air of just loserdom around them um and it is yeah it, it's did you see that guy during the world cup that was like um if uh, if the game is uh oh no it was during the group stages wasn't it he was like yeah if if, uh, if the head-to-head -head is equal or whatever then the team with the most expected goals should go through it should be decided on expected goals it's like no, yeah, no, it shouldn't. Like, it's, why would it ever, ever be decided on like hypothetical goal? Like, just these these things that don't exist. A stat that we've made up. Mm. It's like Daniel Murphy. I remember the uh, Portugal, no, the Poland Argentina game. Daniel Murphy was because um, of the fair. It was the um, last game of the group, and because um, of. The number of yellows, I think Poland and Mexico had the same number of yellow cards. And um, because they had equal goals or equal goals and everything else, but then he, went, he said it, was, it would go down to, um, uh, yeah. yeah. And then Danny Murphy wasn't having it. He wasn't having the, uh, it, should, it shouldn't be based on yellow cards. It should be based on uh, the number of, number of shots taken. And say, like, well, what? why don't we just like, why you, you could just have just sky it from like wherever that would count as a yeah. shot. Yeah, it's like well, where we attempted more shots. Yeah, what does that what does that tell you that yellow cards don't like? That's fucking stupid. I for one am disappointed in uh, Danny yeah, Murphy he was, for um, suggesting the something BBC so probably the, uh, dumb. Probably the very unlike worst. him. Yeah, fucking again, similar to Sooners and Roy Keane, just fucking miserable. He's not quite as miserable as them, but he's definitely filled the Mark Lawrence and slot of just the guy that seems to hate football. Oh, great! My connection went. I was back. Am I back? You've uh, frozen up again. It must be this weather. I don't know. I'm trying to. Hmm. That's you. That's what you sound like. Anyway, I can always cut this out. It should be right. Um, yeah, no, we'll cut that out. Um. Anyway, Newcastle have got a corner. A lot of jumping and shoving in the box. Uh, comes out. Ooh, 
it's up in the air. A lot of lot of players falling over. It looks like it's an Arsenal free kick. Everyone's going down holding their face. Everyone like Saka's gone down holding his face at least a couple of times in this second half. And now there's a Newcastle player on the deck holding his face. I think it might be Gimaresh. Um Yeah, everybody's everybody's taking wax to the face or at least pretending they are. Trying not, you know, I'm, I'm, listeners, if it's, if, if, I apologize if we're leaving loads of gaps. It's, uh, I get very uh, tense and anxious when uh, Arsenal are playing. I get sort of like, it's a part of me that's like. Yeah, for someone that's, uh, yeah, for someone that's an Arsenal fan, you actually don't watch uh, well, I, any uh, matches, do you? <laughs> well, I just, I, I would if I wasn't um, so anxious all the time, but I always, um. Mm. This well, you know, this new era of actually, you know, winning things might it might actually be more enjoyable to start watching them now. I mean, England, and I don't have um Sky, so uh, but I know it was on Amazon last weekend. But um, generally, if it's on BT, I might see it. But um, you know, I always get super, very, uh, very tense and very anxious about. Um, I mean, it was bad watching England. Yeah, for me, it was just. It's even worse when it's watching Arsenal when it's like Yeah, it's But that's that's part that's it though, isn't it? That's the gig. That's yeah. the, the that's the whole point of being a fan, is that you gotta you know, you gotta ride that roller coaster and hope that it pays off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know but, uh, Life life is a roller yeah. coaster, you just gotta ride it. I I just came up with that just yeah. now. I, I, I just made that up. I embarrassed myself by saying, like, when I was watching England v um, Senegal, <laughs> and I said, go on, Harry, stick it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Like sex. Elk. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Matron. Um. Um. Okay, so we got about fifteen minutes to go in the match now. I think that's uh, that's a good point to take a break, isn't it? I think we've have we covered Arsenal chat. I mean, we're obviously going to be chatting Arsenal throughout the rest of the episode, but specifically any Arsenal news. I mean, Yuri Tielemans' name has come up again. Yeah. We we seem to be talking about him every single episode now. Hopefully, we can, <clears throat> hopefully that actually leads to something because you were saying earlier we need someone to cover for Thomas Partey and Xhaka if either of them get injured. And he, yeah. you know, he'd be a ready-made replacement. Yeah, that's so. That's someone who I've always first on my first on my transfer list because he's would basically be little to no money. Well, hopefully, would be seeing as how he's got mm. how many months left in his contract now would be like four or five. Would well, be about six months. Yeah. So yeah. So so uh, that would be my target. Plus maybe maybe maybe. Or do I want to just no no? In should he's been scoring every game until now. I don't know, um, but um, I was thinking maybe I mean, possibly another striker. But again, that would be quite expensive. But um, I think yeah, another striker. I maybe we just recall you know uh, Fowler and Balogun. You know, if we need yeah. if we need cover for Eddie and Ketia, if you know if he gets injured as well. At the same time that Jesus, uh, Jesus should, uh, is going to be out. Should go for uh, Chupa Akpom. He's been doing quite well. He's on fire, yeah. 
you should go for him. It's it's all those cup games that he started for us. That's what it is. It's all finally it's all clicking into place for him. Yeah, yeah. Some some players, you know, they need a bit more time. They need a. It's like with plants. Sometimes they don't grow instantly. Sometimes you need to take take a bit of time. A bit late bloomers and all that. Um, yeah, they find their level. You know, we, how many times have we talked about Xhaka in that way? You know, he's finally sort of found the role that suits him uh, this season. Oh, looks like we've got a corner here. Oh. Nick Pope's, Nick Pope's doing a bit of time-wasting, a bit of fuckery. Anyway, um, yeah, we'll take a break. And uh, when we come back, we'll uh, have the end of the Arsenal match and all the other, you know, regular crap that we do on here. Okay, see you in a minute. Bye. I was like this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, I was just oh, cleaning shit. it. Was cleaning oh, it no, it's all over me. Oh, shit. <laughs> Danger uh, wank. <laughs> <laughs> the race against time. Ah, <laughs> <coughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I think this is going to end up nil-nil. I don't understand why you go private on Twitter and people start liking your tweets again. That's so weird. Is this um, is this part of your stand-up? Yeah. We're back, by the way. Hello, listeners. Just uh, <laughs> Hello, listeners. I turn into Martin Kane because I've got my Martin Kane glasses on. Oh yeah, you got your yeah your thick rimmed uh, Harry Palmer glasses on. Got a... What's he say? What does Michael Caine say? Anyway, there was. A... Uh, not a You're lot not of supposed know, to yeah. open the bleeding fridge. Oh, you're only supposed to suck my bloody dick off. He says that in one of the films. Two points, not one. You slag. That's what he says. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Four candles. Or three candles. Anyway, um, Lawrence, did you have a good New Year? It was alright. You know, I partied with. Uh, if you saw my Instagram post, I, I was, I was vibing. You couldn't see the people in the picture. Yeah, they were all just out yeah, of frame, right, uh, out partying frame. too. I was just having a whale of a time. Just had to pop off for a quick selfie. Yeah. And get on with the partying, yeah. It was a, 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 a fun time was had by all in in the in my room with my uh, imaginary so you, friends. So you jacked off. Yeah. Okay. We, get, we get the picture. Yeah, you know, you got to Fun start time off with was a had bang. by all. Come on. you got to start off with a good old, get your first nut out of the way yeah, of the you gotta, year. you got to... So Clean those pipes. Yeah. You don't want. You don't want to enter twenty. You don't want to enter twenty twenty three with twenty twenty two's comes to the balls. You got to get that last year's old. You know, nasty ass. You get, rope get that out. old load out. <laughs> you got to get that, rid of that. Yeah, it's bad luck to start this year with last year's load. Yeah. So. Um. Anyway. Uh, oh, Newcastle bringing on Sam Maximan uh, for the last uh, four minutes. Well, four minutes of regular time. There's probably going to be quite a bit of uh, added time. Because yeah, there's been a lot of a uh, lot of people going down, holding their faces and whatnot. So 
anyway, yeah, Joe Willock has come off uh, for uh, Alison Maxman. The reason I ask is um, I, uh, because I'm an old man now, uh, I watched uh, I watched some of some of the Hoot Nanny, some of Jules Jules Holland's famous yeah. New Year's Hoot <coughs> Nanny uh, that they for some reason pretend is live, even though they film it in like November or something. <laughs> like they, they film it well in advance. Um, Oh, Eddie's through on goal. That's a great save ah. by Nick Pope. Oh, fucking hell. Um. Honestly, so annoying that Newcastle will have a good goalkeeper now. Yeah. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. Um, God, jeez. God, he's so, so hot annoying. right now. God. Um, ooh, some of the Arsenal players reckon there might have been a handball in the box there. Don't know. Maybe we'll get, maybe we'll get VAR. Maybe we won't. Who knows? Probably not. Um. Anyway, yeah. So I watched some of the Hoot Nanny, and uh, I know I I realised that I'm getting old because I I actually enjoyed some bits of it. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm already you know picking out a you know a retirement home to move to and ordering like a big job lot of uh, Werther's Originals, just getting mm. a huge crate of Werther's Originals Lovely. delivered. Um. But I had some I had some thoughts on because it seems to me that they've like they, they, Jules has been doing the Hoot Nanny for like what like twenty twenty five years now in in the same kind of format he's been doing it since like the late nineties I guess yeah um so I think that there's a few ways they could maybe spice it up uh, I, I I've sort of come up with a few ideas of what I'm calling uh, the reboot nanny. Oh, that's clever. Um, to kind of, you know, sort of introduce Jules to a whole new audience and kind of, you know, really shake things up. Um, because it is it is remarkable that Jules Holland, is, you know, he was, uh, you know, he was in Squeeze and then he just kind of started, you know, beating Jules Holland and had his, you know, he's got his rhythm and blues orchestra now and, I suppose he does deserve a lot of credit for you know like the, like later with Jules is a that's a good format for a show you know having having uh, you know like half a dozen different musical artists of all different genres playing live in the same room together. Um, that's got the I, the only the only thing that's bad about it is is Jules and his insistence on inviting himself to either play piano with his guests or his excruciating little interview segments. Yeah. And it is it is wild <laughs> that he's been. He's been interviewing people for what must be nearly forty years because he's. I mean, he's obviously started out back in the eighties on the Tube. Tube. Uh, that's the the TV the TV show, not the not the tr- the underground train. Yeah, he was on, the, yeah. the, he was he was on the, the Tube on Channel Four when it first launched. Like you know, uh, interviewing people, but he was he was crap at it then. Like he's gotten no better at it in forty years. He's still. Just it, everything is so weird and stilted, and it's just it, it's it's remarkable. So, like I said, as, as a way to kind of navigate around that, I've got I've got a few ideas here because um, one of the one of the sort of central joys, I suppose, of the Hoot Nanny is watching Jules and some of the celebrity guests. They have they get drunk in real time. You know, they are <laughs> they're serving real booze in the studio. And you can see, uh, I mean, this year it was it was very noticeable. By the time it got to like the last half hour or so, start getting the Jules cigarettes was, out. Start, start I mean, it. he might as well have done. Jules was Jules was barely conscious. I mean, he's hard enough to understand. You know, he's sort of he's hard enough to understand as it is when he's so uh, marvelous, marvelous, uh, marvelous. Uh, round of applause for Kings of Leon. Kings of Leon, are there? marvelous from from Nashville, Tennessee. Kings of Leon. 
Um, but yeah, no, he was just making no sense. And it was, there's, there was one bit where he sat down to talk to uh, Vic Reed. He's, uh, he's not Vic Reed anymore. He's Jim Moore. Yeah, he's trying to be um, sophisticated. But, uh, That's my dog but, barking. Yeah, so, he, so Jules was drunk and so was Vic Reeves. But like Vic Reeves was like, you know, trying to be funny. Uh, whereas Jules Holland, uh, maybe Jules is trying to be funny, but he just isn't because he's, you know, he's a fucking little yeah. weird hobbit man. Um, but yeah, like anytime he sat down to sort of talk to one of the celebrity guests, like they had the guy from Stranger Things, the the uh, the Metallica guy uh, from Stranger Things was one of the guests there. It was like he asked him a question and then he'd just start talking over the answer um, because he was so drunk. So I think <laughs> you know. That they need to they need to have that from the very beginning. They need to make sure he's that level of drunk before they even start filming. They've got to get him tanked up before they even yeah. switch the cameras on. Um, <laughs> that's that's step number one. So by the end, he is just like he he is just like falling over and puking. Um, so they need to get him drunk before they even before they even start the program. Um, they should also switch it up. Because, you know, he, he'll sort of talk to people in between songs. He'll walk around the studio in a, in a circle and talk to people in between songs. What he should do is it, they should make it more like American sports and he should talk to the bands and artists mid-song, I reckon. I reckon <laughs> he should go up to the bands while they're playing and ask them, yeah, that first verse was, was very interesting, but what, what have you got planned for the second verse? <laughs> and uh, are, we may, are we going to see another chorus? Um, so I think that, you know, that could maybe kind of because he needs he needs something to mitigate his absolute lack of interpersonal skills. Like I said, he's so shit at interviewing people. So he needs something to kind of like cover that up. And I feel like that's a good gimmick to start interviewing bands and artists while they're in the middle of a song. Just comes on stage <laughs> halfway through. Yeah, exactly. Singers <laughs> just sort of while the while the guitar like while the guitarist is doing a solo, maybe he goes up to the singer and asks him, you know, how he how he thinks the song's going. I think every now and then maybe ask the drummer, is that your drums? Are those your drums? Mm. Very sort of David Letterman. Yes. <laughs> yeah, are these your drums? How, how far did you have to bring these? Um, also, again, you know, it's, it's sort of an open secret that, it, you know, it's not, it's not really recorded on, uh, on New Year's Eve. You know, they don't, it's not like they film what? it and broadcast it live. What? So I think they should, they should lean into that aspect of it as well, and they should record it on January 1st each year. So yeah. they should record it at the the very beginning of each year and then not broadcast it until December 31st at the end of the year. Because um, that can make it really interesting because, you know, like he, he has a lot, of, a lot of older artists on. Who knows if all of them will survive, you know, until, until December 31st. Could be interesting, you know, like they, they, they're sort of, you know, they're acting like everything's, everything's totally normal and uh, yeah. nobody acknowledges the fact that, you know, maybe Roland Gift died this year or something. Yeah, I think it'd be a good idea, yeah, in case someone, like, sadly passes away during the year. You never know. You want to get someone in January 1st. Just Exactly, yeah. You get, like, yeah. If only he had... You can have kind of... Christine McVeigh. Like living in memoriam. Ooh. Yeah, Christy McVeigh or Terry Hall. You know, how, how great would that have been? Yeah. Um, which I think is it also leads me sort of nicely into my next idea, which is they should have a, a speculative in memoriam segment. Um, they should, so, you know, they'll sort of say, oh, we're ringing in the new year of, you know, 2024. Uh, here's who we think is going to die. <laughs> and then they'll sort of show like a nice montage of people <laughs> that they reckon 
are going to die in the next 12 months with some sad music over it. Because then, you know, then it, it's it sort of, it, it gives that uh, rewatch value. You don't really get a lot yeah. of rewatch value for something that's very specific in its, you know, in its year like that. It's, it's very much of a time and place. You don't tend to rewatch any of the old hoot nannies, do you? So this could sort of mean that they get more, uh, you know, more eyes on the streaming and the repeats and stuff like that. Um, oh, Arsenal players shouting for a handball again. Xhaka's absolutely convinced that that hit a Newcastle arm. Referee, oh, he's blown his whistle. He's telling him to get back. Ooh, this I like, could be interesting. I like how they turn into sort of like review. referees. They turn into sort of like like they're working at an airport or something. They start their arms. They start doing this. Their yeah, arms, that's where it, it's. Uh, with that, <laughs> the angle I'm watching on Sky Sports shows absolutely nothing. Um, oh, this maybe they'll give this. We, last minute win, arms, not by smash and grab. No, nope, they're not giving it. Ah, no, nope. okay. VAR of <laughs> VAR of absolute. That is uh, whatever. And Eddie's Howard Webb, Man United. Eddie Howe and Eddie Howe and Mikel Arteta squaring up to each other now. It's it's all oh, it's all kicking off. Um, <laughs> yeah. So as I was saying, um, yeah, have the, the speculative in memoriam segment, and then you can watch it again the following year and see if they were right about any of them. Who's going to be cancelled um, this year? That'd be another one. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be another good one. Yeah. Um, another thing I think it, because Jules gets too uh, comfortable with the uh, with the audience, and that, like I said, there's always a, there's there's always a group of celebrity guests um, that are on there. It's usually a, it's usually just a bunch of BBC presenters, but you know there's there's always sort of somebody there enjoying the free booze. Um, so I think in order to stop Jules getting too comfortable with that aspect of it, rotate the audience and the celebrity guests every 30 minutes. Um, yeah. just, just ship them all out in one go, bring in a whole new raft of people, keep Jules on his toes. Um, and also at, at mid, when the countdown to midnight happens, again, you know, you bring in a whole, the, the whole new uh, audience, whole new crowd of, of celebs. Um, but the, for, when the countdown to midnight happens, they're all wearing uh, they're all wearing Jules Holland masks, uh, and they just sit com- in complete silence. Uh, so it, he, he's counting down, uh, you know, the ten, ten, nine, eight, seven, uh, and then when it gets to midnight, uh, they just sit there motionless, just staring back at him. Again, just you know, just keep him on his toes, see what he'll do. Because at that point, you know, I think when do they start the hoot nanny? It's about ten o'clock, so he'd have. He'd have been drinking for several hours before that, and he's only gotten drunker. So I'd, I'd like to see what his state of mind is at that point to be confronted with something so uh, existentially horrific. Can we have like bath cam when he's like had too much to drink, and he's sort of like he's just sort of, he's got to go run. Yeah, it's like first person perspective running to the toilet. So it's it's big sick all over his shoes and sick all over the yeah, piano. Yeah, I think we'll get. Well, yeah, get get something, get like a camera mounted in his glasses or something, um, so that you get the first person perspective in puking. We'll also have like a drone flying behind him, just like a small drone to get that over the shoulder kind of third person view of it as well. Um, full time, by the way, nil nil. Uh, um, well, it's uh, eight points is better than no eight points clear. Yeah, I mean, all good, all good in the hood. It's. Clean sheet for us, clean sheet for Newcastle. Both our unbeaten runs continue. Um, You'll so, yeah. kiss and make up uh, at the end. 
Yeah, everybody's everybody's shaking hands and whatnot. Uh, so yeah, making out on the pitch. Everybody's just you know, big. Uh, yeah, they're all sucking and fucking. All, all big, big. Just just sportsmanship. I love you know? it's just, just good old fashioned sportsmanship. It's just lovely to see. Right. You love to see. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think. I'd, yeah. So we've got what's our, our next match? It's FA Cup, isn't it? Coming up, we have got Oxford. Um, yeah. So that will be. A fun one to see the uh i mean i presume it'll be a lot of the kids getting a run out in that one but then we've also got united and spurs coming up so uh <clears throat> well you- sort of in, in terms of the title challenge i guess we'll see sort of by the end of this month kind of how how serious it is or how serious it's going to be i'm expecting a lot of uh the same old um shithousery i keep using that's my favorite word shithousery and uh, now that everyone's got a yeah. yellow you know, in the next how many games, and uh, they'll be looking for suspensions and everything. So uh, players have got to be careful; don't get yeah. tricked into any fouls. But um, it's true. Yeah, you got to be smart because uh, yeah, we got every every game coming up is going to be so important for Arsenal. Um, especially with you know, so we get we get to the end of this month, and then uh, in the middle of February, we've got to play Man City as well. So. It really is. This is like this is it. This is the key run of games now. If we are, if we are properly going to challenge for the title, we've got to, you know, we've got to get some points from this run of games that we're in now. And uh, yeah, I mean, getting a point against this Newcastle team, um, that's pretty good, isn't it? I mean, I, yeah. that's, that's, they they are they're 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 legit. They're the real deal. They've only lost one game all season. Same as uh, same as us. Um, I have a, and they've got the best defense in the league. They've they conceded something ridiculous, haven't they? They've they've only conceded something like eleven goals or some yeah. shit like that. I think all season, which is nuts. Um, so yeah, and it's weird. Like <clears throat> Eddie Howe hasn't like totally overhauled the team. It's like he's bought, you know, Gimarias, and um, it's kind of yeah. But he's he's revamped the defense. I mean, you know, they brought in you know Botman, Trippier, uh, Dan Byrne, and. Nick Pope, but yeah, I mean the rest of the team. I mean, it's still, you know Almiron's still there, Joe Linton's still there, Joe Willock, Sam Maximan, Fabian Share. Like you know, yeah. they're all. It, it's it, it's remarkable what the difference a good manager makes, isn't it? Like these are all players that were crap under Steve Bruce, and now it's like, oh wow, they're actually good. It, he actually you know gives someone that like knows how to coach players yeah. um, a chance. That's and crazy. It turns out they're actually pretty good. <laughs> Especially Almiron, like Almiron, like not only is like Almiron like scoring a lot more goals, that like every goal he scores seems to be like a goal of the season contender. Like it's like he's he's only yeah. scoring like outstanding goals. That uh, that Jack Grealish uh, dig has really uh, ignited something in this kid. He's just, he's on fire. Really backfired. <laughs> really backfired on Jack Grealish. You have to say it's a weird one with uh. Jack Grealish, she's like, he seems, when I've seen him in interviews or whatever, he does a lot for like, you know, he seems like, oh, he seems like a fun guy, seems like he could be, mm. but then when it comes to the football, it's like everyone hates him now. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime he touches the ball, either players want to go and kick the shit out of him, or everyone wants to boo him, it's like. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's, everyone's got an opinion. On Jack Grealish, it's yeah, it is nuts. It's I, I don't know. Yeah, 
maybe he brings a certain degree of it on himself. I don't know. But yeah, ju- uh, just to just to finish off my uh, my uh, reboot nanny suggestions, that the last thing I had on here was um, probably the the most obvious, and I think one that they if if this if they only implement one of these things, uh, one of my suggestions, this this should be it. Um, they should make Jules wear boxing gloves uh, that are, well, they should tape boxing gloves to his hands to prevent him from playing any uh, <laughs> piano. Glue in his shoes or I don't know, strip. Yeah, just yeah, just tape, just just gorilla tape some boxing gloves to his hands, and then that's it. Problem solved. No more boogie woogie piano. <laughs> you know, he's not. He's no longer inviting himself to play piano with you know fucking Paul McCartney or whatever. You know, no more of that. I mean, does he still? I haven't ever watched it. Does he still have like? I remember last time I ever saw it. He uh, had like someone was dressed as a big clock, not saying, and uh, he yeah, sort of wanders they, around. They, and um, I do, yeah, I've, I remember that there wasn't there wasn't the clock guy. A couple of years ago, he had a big robot. I remember that there was like a big robot that was in the studio, um, f- for no, re- you know, oh, ah, yes, the New Year's Eve robot. Who could forget that classic tradition? of the giant New Year's Eve android. Um, yeah. So maybe, I, maybe that's another suggestion. Just bring, it, bring in more characters. Have like, you know, have like a kind of, um, like a McDonald's expanded universe of characters. You know how they've got like Ronald McDonald and Grimace and the Hamburglar. There should be like a kind of uh, extended cast of characters around Jules Holland's New Year's Eve hootenanny. You know, so they've got Mr. Clockface, and the giant robot, um, probably some kind of character, girl character in there, you know. So maybe like a, maybe like a, like a, uh, just a broad with huge knockers. You need, well, a, you know, I'm just spitballing here. I'm just, you need, you, know, a, you need a sky thinking, brainstorming. It's no bad idea. You need a crotch the old man who's in the morning. What do you think? It's rubbish. Everyone goes, Way. yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you need like a, yeah, kind of a. Like we're saying, like a Statler and Waldorf type old man character. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, this this could. I th- this has got this has got wheels. We could. I think the BBC need to get in touch with us. I think we could. We, we they should make us the new producers of the Hoot Nanny. I think we can. Yeah. I I think we can save it. I think we can make it the the number think- one watched thing on New Year's Eve every year. We make it absolute disaster, but it would just be at least we get ratings, and that's the most important thing. I think you exactly, need to like hello. exactly. <clears throat> we need we to just like kind of, yeah. We 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 go in and just kind of like yeah, just kind of uh, Jeremy Kyle it. You know, we just we turn it into the work because that was you know his whole thing was that he just made the worst shit imaginable just so that people would talk about it. And that's you know that's yeah. that's what we'll do with the Hoot Nanny. We'll just make it the biggest car crash you've ever seen. Um, you know, we'll just we'll, like Eric Andre the fuck out of it. You know, we'll make it so chaotic and all essentially unwatchable, but people will tune to, like, in because of it. We need to um, somehow capture that spirit of sort of Noel Edmonds's real naff, awful yes. kind of cringe. Yeah, we need. Yeah, we need. We need to bring back the kind of knowing me, knowing you era, Alan Partridge type uh, type of thing. Well, it's just it just um, escalates. It's just this. It's just this tension 
like he says something, some offhand remark that someone takes personally, and it just it just it stokes up, and, and then it all bro- boils over into a big fight at the end, just as the clock's about to strike. That's what I'm saying, you know, with the with the. Yeah, with with getting him drunk beforehand, you know, because who knows what it was. Like I said, it was bad enough, you know, watching the actual Hoot Nanny where he was just sort of rambling on and talking over his guests, you know. We get him pissed up before the show even starts. Who knows what he's going to say to upset people, you know. We have to bring on someone. What personal, what, what long-held uh, personal beefs he's going to, like, air out in public, you know, with other kind of, like, 80s musicians, you know. We have to bring on some controversial might... um, guests, like maybe uh, have Kanye West <laughs> or. Uh... <laughs> but but don't tell him. Don't tell him beforehand yeah. that that's what we're going to do. We'll bring out as yeah. We'll have a bunch of surprise guests, and we'll bring out. <laughs> I mm, uh, Kanye might be a step too far. I think even or, for uh, us. But or you yeah, go, maybe, like, you know, maybe we can... Clapton. Because he's more, yeah, like, yeah, because he, yeah, or uh, yeah, or Van Morrison or somebody, you yeah. know, somebody, somebody that notoriously hates being interviewed. Like oh, Van that would Morrison. be great. Have Clapton and Van Morrison. <laughs> mm. They're doing a sort of duet, duet thing, weren't they recently? And um, that would be yeah, an anti-mask. TV they, they gold. teamed up to make an anti-mask. Uh, yeah, to make an anti-mask uh, COVID song. So yeah, I mean, yeah, that could be really funny, especially if you if you if you make Jules wear a mask when they come out, uh, get them really pissed off and ranting and raving, and then Jules, Van, and Clapton have to play a song together, even though they're still in the middle of an argument. That would be yeah. Again, you know, this is this is so much TV gold that the BBC is just leaving on the table here. They are fucking up so badly. By not just, taking us, by not employing us yeah. to to fix, to, to to reboot the hoot nanny, to you know to do the reboot nanny. This is this is. I mean, if I've learned anything from wrestling, is you you know you can't you awful awful shit. Now that's that's another good idea. Again, you know we we having you know random um it was you know randomly brought in mystery guests. We bring in wrestlers to just sort of walk out into the middle of the studio and start shouting like they're recording a promo, calling yeah. out Jules. You know, like they they want it like so in the middle of like you know like uh, like Madness will be playing like you know Our House or something, and then suddenly, <laughs> you know, suddenly like the Undertaker just uh, you know wanders into the studio and starts yelling at Jules, and then him and Jules have to like throw down. You know, they they're fighting while Madness are playing. We need like we need we need a couple of bands for really like a really bad live, you know, sort of to um, but they have a sort of energy, but they play really terribly. Sort of like when at the drive-in went on um, Jules Holland, and they were just terrible. Oh yeah, yeah, they were <laughs> shit. Yeah, or um, or, yeah, so like insane clown posse or someone yeah. like that, you know, like Jules, <laughs> Jules has to like try and figure out a way he can play Boogie Woogie Piano on an insane clown posse song. I was thinking we, we'd have to have one sort of legit guest, maybe have like a bit more sort of like a Robert Plant with uh, um, Alison let's, Krause. Yeah, let's, let's, if we, yeah, let's, if we, let's, let's get like kind of sincere for a second. Like what would be, what would be like the dream uh, Hootenanny lineup? Like, the, like this kind of, you know, 
like sort of fantasy fantasy roster, fantasy yeah, draft for uh, for the Hoot Nanny. Well, I don't know all the all the hip young bands people listen to. I mean, uh... well, I mean, he, he only sort of has like maybe one or two. I mean, this year he had he had self esteem. Uh, sang a couple of songs. I think the way they do it, the, w- the way they do it is that they mainly get like like singers and vocalists, and then th- those singers and vocalists will do a song backed by the rhythm and blues orchestra because the studio isn't actually all that big, so they, they they don't have that many like actual full bands in there. Hmm. So you'd have to kind of pick like you know again like sort of singers or solo artists that would just do a song while the rhythm and blues orchestra. Got to have uh, you got to have Billy Irish. Because uh, I don't know. Yeah, but I think that that's the that's the thing. You can't. It can't be anyone too famous. <laughs> Although I think he had Ed Sheeran last year, oh. so I don't know. Maybe maybe that's maybe I don't know. Maybe that doesn't. What about what about? I, it, um, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Um. Because I think I, I I mean I mentioned Madness a minute ago. I think I. I think Madness are probably kind of a you know nailed on for something like that. You know, for a New Year's Eve party, nobody better. You know, Madness specialise in party music. They've got an endless number of bangers. You know, who doesn't want to have a party with Madness? Oh, uh, you'd have um, Donny Tourette and the um, Towers of London. <laughs> that would be great. What? Uh, okay, so we're, yeah, we're back to the we're back to the reboot nanny rather than yeah, like okay. trying to um, not with our I dream roster. Because I don't I don't listen to the pop music of top forty. I don't I don't know um, who's who's in who's out. What do you? Sorry, what do you think the hoot nanny is? Because you're well, so because, worried about having well, okay, a modern um, band. <laughs> you know, you do know it's mostly like really old bands. Uh, okay, like, uh, I remember. The last time I saw it, ten years ago, he had Florence and the Machine on. So maybe, maybe he could have like <laughs> someone we haven't seen in a long time, like Emily Sandy. Um, yeah, that. I mean, that would probably. That's yeah. That's that's pretty realistic. Yeah, you probably get an Emily Sandy. It, the one that always used to be on there was Paloma Faith. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I don't. I don't know a single person that I think would ever call themselves a Paloma Faith fan. Yeah. Uh, and yet she was just, she seemed to be on Hoot Nanny every single year without fail. Guess she had nothing else to do. She's, uh, she's a bit weird like he is. I mean, she's like kind of like, Oh yeah, she's so weird. She's so kooky. She's so, she's so, she's so kooky and random. She's so, oh, she's such, oh, she's, she's like she's, a British Grimes or whatever. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they both have very annoying voices. Yeah. Um, uh, Grimes, I've bought Twitter. <laughs> Grimes, they're making fun of the Cybertruck. A uh, little bit of Elon Musk there. Yeah, you, oh, you could have him on, yeah. Why not? Duh. Yeah, I mean, in in the version that we're proposing, where Jules gets drunk beforehand, maybe you'll yeah, maybe you'll fight him. That'd be pretty funny. Two you know big barrel chested losers. He's got to have uh, a fight with um because you got it. It's the BBC, so some of the like TV presenters from other shows are in the sort of sitting in the crowd, and he goes up to him and it's like starts chatting up like Fiona Bruce or something. He starts like oh, uh, 
Yeah, you got a. <laughs> was that <laughs> was that your Jules impression? I don't know. Yeah, like he's, right. he's got the Fiona Bruce. Oh, but I'd say you want to check me out <laughs> on my road show. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably how it would go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is. It, it is always the, the the sort of celebrity guest element of it is nearly always exclusively populated by other presenters from the BBC, especially uh, Strictly. There's always some kind of crossover with Strictly because everything has to cross over with Strictly yeah. on the BBC. Um, so yeah, so that's so. What did we settle on then? Our our, our fantasy uh, draft for uh, the Hoot Nanny is Emily Sanday. Madness and Elon Musk. <laughs> I just could go oh, and Donny Tourette. Maybe Donny Tourette and the Towers of London. Gotta have like I don't know. I don't know. Kasabian. You gotta have someone from the 2008 mm, to. Can't have them anymore. I thought he was. Uh, it was the guitarist who's now like he's the front man now. He's just doing an impression yeah, of the but, guy who was there before. Yeah, but you know. Um. The stink remains. <laughs> yeah. Um, you got to have some indie band that was like... Yeah, they just... Um, I don't know, man. Just go safe. Tame Impala, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Tame Impala. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I think I... Uh, but, like, just the one guy. Just Kevin Parker. No, yeah. None of his backing band. So it's like... He's- He's got to do he all just, that on his like him and, little music machine computer stuff. <clears throat> yeah, just that, and yeah, in his laptop, he just presses just play press on the play. laptop, like um, like Sleaford Mods. He just presses yeah. play on the laptop and then sings along with it. <laughs> Sleaford Mods wouldn't be a bad shout, actually, just in terms of like the Ooh. exact opposite vibe you want for like a New Year's party. <laughs> Could have like Hot Chip and Foles. Who remembers Foles? Yeah, or Alt yeah, J, or man, there was or Mumford there was and so Sons. Much hype around Alt J. You remember that? Like everybody was like, "Oh, they're the new Radiohead." Yeah, it was like, could you name a hot? A, no. a, could you name any of their songs? If you, nope. I think one of them, one of their songs is in a Marvel film. Wow, I think uh, like maybe in the credits, but. I don't, yeah, I couldn't, again, couldn't tell you what it was called or hum it for you if you put a fucking gun to my head. So, so there you go, we've got Foles, Alt J, Emily Sanday, uh, who else? Basically, yeah, we're going to party like it's 2012. Party like it's a 2012 um, reunion special. Yeah. On the hoot, on that. Yeah. <laughs> and there you go. So we're just yeah we're just gonna have everybody that was on on the Hoot Nanny ten years ago. Uh, <laughs> That's where last time I watched back it again. I I literally sat there. I was like, I'm gonna try and find my get myself on the Hoot Nanny one day because I'm gonna be like big famous musician. Yeah, mm. but that never happened. Um, it could still happen, but the, I yeah they they don't. Um, you know, not everyone on there has to oh, be super needs- famous. He had like a like a man and a woman on there. Uh, I know, like a there was sort of like a duo from Brooklyn. Bring back uh, like singing like old tiny bring, type. Uh, bring back uh, C Six Steve. Who remembers him? Where's he gone? 
Yeah. Well, see, it's cool that he was like he was like headlining festivals and stuff. And he's just like some old dude. Uh, that's pretty cool. You don't see him anymore. Where is he? Um, you could have Morrissey on as a interview, guest interview. He doesn't. He's not got nothing to promote. He's just yeah. there. He's just he's just being Morrissey. You know, he's just whatever. Just ask him what he thinks of the different races. <laughs> just just sort of like yeah, quick fire. Just sort of quick fire. You know, like. Uh, Lebanese, <laughs> uh, uh, Portuguese, uh, dirty knees. Look at these. Anyway, um, yeah. So I think that's. I think we've. I think we've successfully saved the uh, the hoot nanny. Um, let's do some cultural appropriation since we're sort of talking vaguely about stuff that we like or. I mean, it's mainly just stuff we remember, but let's talk about some stuff that we like. Here we go. This is cultural appropriation. There we are. And uh, this is the bit where we talk about uh, things outside of football that we have enjoyed that you, the listener, may also enjoy because we have deemed it to be uh, fit for your consumption. And you will consume it. Um, so, Lawrence, have you uh, got anything, or do you want me to stall for time while you think of something? Well, I haven't. <clears throat> I'm still not sure if I want to recommend it, but I was like, fuck it. I don't know what to recommend, sadly, listeners, but um, yeah, they're making a remake of this game. If you remember it, is, is Dead Space. Don't you ever play Dead Space? I've but they're making a remake vaguely, of it. I never played it. I very vaguely remember the name. They're making a remake of it for the PS5 generation, but um, I thought I had it, but I can't find it, which is quite upsetting, quite annoying. But um, I don't know, just the the first game, Dead Space, is uh, if you can find it, it's a pretty good game. <laughs> Lawrence can't time. find it, but if you can find it, you can yeah. play it. Um, but that, that's the problem. I haven't really consumed a lot of movies. I mean, I. I was gonna. I was watching the what film with my Christmas, nephew the man? other day. That's prime, that's prime movie and telly watching. Yeah, time. I've been watching, but I was like, yeah, it's all the movies I've seen. But it's like there was one I watched the other day with my nephew. I guess I recommend it. Screw because it, it wasn't that bad. It was all right. Um, Pete's Dragon. You ever seen that? I watched it. It's uh, got, I've um, heard of it. I, they they remade it, didn't they? I think yeah. recently. It's it was like an a, older it was a, film, and then they remade it. It was. It's a Disney made. It's. It's got that Disney schmaltz about it. But um, yeah, it's you know it's got um, Bryce mm. Dallas Howard and uh, Carl Urban and um, Robert Redford. Hello. And so it's got a bit of a big name cast to it, but it's it's a nice little hey, film well, about a kid Bryce with Dallas friends of dragon. Cast. It's a big ass cast. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. That's uh, no, that's 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 reductive. She's a she's a wonderful actress and director yes. in her own right. Yes, um, she just happens to be uh, Ron Howard's daughter, and uh, she just happens to have uh, a big honking caboose. Anyway, <clears throat> you were saying yes, um, but yeah, it's uh, you know it's a for a kiddie film. For a, it was it was fine. It was it was very good. It was it was good. It was good. It was good you know? yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> Okay, so um, 
two lukewarm recommendations there from Lawrence. Yeah, well, uh, a game Dead that he is, um, barely remembers and can't play, and a film that uh, yeah, his, Dead Space. Uh, I do know. I do. I've an infant check. nephew enjoyed. Dead Space is a pretty. Is this like it's like um complete opposite? Dead Space completely body horror, horrific kind of like kind of one of the most depressing. In my, in just my view, very depressing kind of because it's all like. Uh, well, don't know if I want to get into the. Sto- I won't get into the story of it, but it's like it's very yeah. bleak for a story. But um, but it's just funny that like you sort of you started out your explanation of it with uh yeah, it's a great game. I thought I had it, but I don't. But I, I must anyway, have it somewhere. It. I don't know where it is, but um anyway, but it's a, it's a it's it's a pretty good. It's a really good game. But and then you have like Pete's Dragon, which is just a little kiddie film. And it's just like complete opposites. So. Um, yeah, okay. Well, so there you have it. Dead Space, Pete's Dragon, uh, hell of a double bill there. <laughs> that's, that's quite an evening you've got planned. Um, I'll recommend over, over the sort of Christmas, New Year period, I, I finally saw Top Gun Maverick. Um, I mean, it was never mad into the first Top Gun film, but uh, Top Gun Maverick, man, that's a fucking, that's a movie. That's a, that, when people talk about the magic of the movies, they are talking about Top Gun Maverick. That is, I, I regret not seeing it in a cinema on the biggest possible screen with the, like, you know, hugest uh, sound system available because, man, it is, it is nonstop. That is a fucking roller coaster of a film and it just never lets up and it never lets down and oh it's it never lets up never lets down it never lets all around uh shake it all about that's what it's all about um but yeah it, it's the the emotional beats in it feel earned you know it takes place 30 years after the original this is sort of a whole thing with uh you know tom cruise's character and his, his old wingman goose he's his he's now sort of tasked with teaching his son uh how to how to fly uh planes and shit and I, oh man so good so so good um and like i said was never really a big fan of uh that big of a fan i should say of uh the original top gun i mean it, it's it's fun enough it's got its place but i don't it, it's not you know people fucking some people act like it's a you know it's a sacred text of some kind but um yeah no it, it's uh it's so much fun. Um, like I said, if it, it, it wouldn't surprise me if it sort of it's one of those films that sort of gets like they kind of sneak it back into cinemas every now and then. You know, they sort of like re-release it like over the summer for like a few weeks. If if you can go see it in the cinema, make sure you do so because man, that is uh, that's a lot of fun. Um, and then also, sort of, <laughs> I suppose similar to you, for the exact opposite end of that spectrum. Uh, actually, no, it's not the exact opposite, but it, another film. It, Guillermo del Toro's uh, Pinocchio film, uh, which is on Netflix, um, which is uh, just uh, incredible. Again, just you know, a real kind of magic of the movies kind of film. You know, it's it's very it just an incredible piece of cinema, even though it's uh, you know on a, a home streaming service. But it, it's it's all uh, beautifully uh, animated in sort of proper stop motion style. There's no CGI. Um, you can sort of see the you know the, the the like the heft of everything. You know, it all feels very real, and the movement feels very authentic. And it's a very um, 
it's a very interesting take on a story that everyone's heard a million billion times. You know, it, it it's it sort of it has more in common with Frankenstein than it does with like the Disney animated uh, version of Pinocchio from like the forties or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's that's that's fantastic. Uh, great, you know, great voice cast. Amazing to look at just visually. It's very very. Uh, engaging and just you know there's so much detail it's so rich um so yeah check out those two things oh also i recommend uh if anyone's got apple tv i don't think nobody has apple tv do they right i mean it's weird like ted lasso is very popular but it's on apple tv but i don't know anybody that really has apple tv people just pirating ted lasso uh no i uh, don't ask me mate i don't know I have banana phone. <laughs> that's that's what makes you the best <laughs> co-host in the game. You know that right there. He's that's why he, that's why he makes the big bucks. Yeah. You know, I I, I set up a you know I set up a, 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 a what do they call it? A joke, uh, a punchline, a thing. I, I was trying to think of like the baseball metaphor. You know, I I. I, I Launch one over the plate, and you just smash it out pitch, of the park. The pitch and the, yes, and the ball. Yeah. Bat the ball. You you ball. I bat your balls. Yep, yep. You smack my balls all <laughs> over the place, and everybody everybody loves to listen to it. And that's why we're the, that's why we're the kings of podcasting. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, on Apple TV there was a, a mini series that was released um, earlier in 2022 called Blackbird. Uh, which is based on a based on a true story. It's based on a book uh, that this guy Jimmy Keen wrote, um, and it was adapted for TV by Dennis Lehane, who is one of the writers for The Wire. He's also he's also a novelist. He's written a bunch of uh, novels that have been adapted into films. He wrote the novel that uh, Shutter Island is based on. Uh, he wrote the novel that Mystic River, the film Mystic River, was based on. Um, so he he uh, adapted this uh, this book for for TV. Uh, it's all about, like I said, this guy named Jimmy Keen, who was a uh, major drug trafficker in Chicago in the mid nineties. He was he was a, to start with he was like a very promising high school football player. I think he was sort of on the verge of getting a scholarship to like one of the big uh, colleges to you know get a chance to go pro as an American footballer. But um, he ended up becoming like a like a major drug trafficker in Chicago. Um, got arrested and <laughs> was basically told that if he if he pled guilty, uh, he'd get five years, but he'd be out in four with parole. Um, and then the district attorney that was prosecuting him f- fucked him, <laughs> uh, and he ended up getting sentenced to ten years because of a bunch of other like weapons charges. Um, so he gets sentenced to ten years, and the FBI end up recruiting him uh, to try and. Uh, get evidence that they need to put away this serial killer who's who was at that time in a maximum security prison in uh, in Springfield Missouri um because his case the serial killer's case was in the process of going to appeal and it looked like there was a pretty good chance he was going to get out because the initial confession they'd got out of him uh was pretty dodgy and you know there's all these allegations that had been coerced and whatnot so um they're like the FBI are like, hey, if you get this guy to tell you where the bodies are buried of all the young girls that he killed, 
we'll commute your sentence. You know, you, you won't have to serve the 10 years. You'll, we will let you out. We will let you out tomorrow if you get this guy to tell you where the bodies are. Um, so it's all about that. He, he, he transfers undercover to a, like a maximum security jail. The only people that know that he's there undercover are the warden and the, uh, like the, the prison psychiatrist, like the prison shrink. Um, and it's, yeah, all about him sort of navigating his way through this, uh, this horrible maximum security jail, trying, trying not to get killed by any of the gangs or any of the guards, uh, while also trying to cozy up to this, uh, hideous monster of a serial killer. Uh, it's played by uh, Paul Walter Hauser in an absolute powerhouse performance. He is fucking chilling in this show. Um, and the guy, Jimmy Keane, played by Taron Edgerton, is also very good as well. Um, a great supporting turn by uh, the late Ray Liotta in it as well. It's very poignant, in fact, because it's one of his final roles before he died uh, in uh, 2022 last year. Um, he plays Jimmy Keane's father, who uh, has a bunch of health problems of his own. who's kind of facing his own mortality. So like I said, it sort of ends up being quite poignant when you think that it's one of Ray Liotta's last roles, but um, yeah, six episodes, they're about an hour each. You can bang through it in a, in a day, but it is, it's very, very intense and just uh, yeah, just an inc- incredible ride and an incredible story. You know, like it's, you know, I know obviously certain amounts of it are going to have been um, fabricated and, a certain amount of dramatic license is going to have been taken with it, but the majority of it is true. And this guy, Jimmy Keen really lived it. It's uh, yeah, really, really remarkable. So check out Blackbird uh, on Apple TV. Um, was there anything else? There's no, no big, uh, Bigfoot news to kick off uh, 2023 with. Is there? You've frozen again. Oh, there you are. Sorry. I don't know if that was me or you, but yeah, my internet went a bit silly there. Sorry. Sorry. Listeners. Um, Um, you keep sort of chopping it in and out. I don't understand this. Very strange. Um, <sighs> don't know whether it's just the it's weather. Right. I, I or... think you're back now. Right. I was just sorry to inter- interrupt and cut you off, but um, I was going to recommend. Oh, just one more third thing was um. This Arthur Russell documentary that I saw before Christmas. Well, it's on YouTube. It's um, yes, Wild Combination: A Portrait of Arthur Russell. Yes, that's the name of the mm. documentary. That's good. When when was that made? Uh, I think it was around um, maybe two thousand eight or so. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I might have to. I might have to check that out as well. Uh, yeah, I mean we we love we love our Arthur Russell on this podcast, don't we? Yeah, he's pretty pretty good. Um, he was pretty pretty prolific. He's low key goated with the source. He's yeah. a quirked up white boy for sure. Uh, busting Just, uh, it down sexual style. I mean, literally, he was he was a uh, literally like a farm boy from Iowa, and he moves to New York City and he just. <laughs> Comes part of the underground sort of disco gay sort of avant garde culture. Just he just becomes this, yeah, this he's a, force. He's a, yeah, quirked up, yeah. quirked up white boy busting it down sexual styles. Low key, go with sauce. Yeah, he is literally. He 
Arthur, he, was, he, was the, he was the OG. He's the OG quirked up white boy busking now sexual styles, uh, low key quirked up with, with, his, with, with, with the sauce. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Anyway, yeah. There's no. Uh, there's no more Bigfoot news to, to sort of kick off the year with, is there? No. <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, um, if you if, can find it on Amazon, um, you can find it on Amazon. It, whether it's a where there's um. I don't know Why have we've been looking at this whole time. No, uh, yeah. Um, one of the former co-hosts of this um, of the Bigfoot show I used to uh, listen to, he uh, Scott Harriet. He's I mentioned him before. He's been work. He's worked in TV, and he's uh, he was had a few extra work in in Hollywood movies. He's done all sorts of things with mm. Bobcat Goldthwait. He was an extra in. Naked Gun Free, 33 and a third. But he recently okay. made with um one of the Kickstarter, whatever they call them, he made his own sort of Bigfoot film. Um I'm trying to so find he crowdfunded a, a Bigfoot film. Yeah. Um I'm trying to remember what <laughs> he called the film. Come on. What's it called? Um I'm gonna keep everyone well, we can always edit it this down, but um, oh, what was yeah, it? I probably should. Unverified, I think it's called. Unverified, which I'm not really a fan of the name because it sounds like something that would happen on Twitter. Sounds like Twitter, yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, I don't know whether it's on Amazon. Maybe it's not. Oh, there we go. There it is on Amazon. But if if anybody wanted, to, if you're interested, you can if you can. Okay. Well, it's only maybe it's only in America, so, but um, yeah, it's on. Um, he made a his own little um, a Bigfoot film, which apparently he's played at um several sort of film festivals and got some good reviews for it. But um, yeah. Okay. But, um, yeah. um, I don't know whether I don't know whether that'd be available because the. Yeah, so. I don't think the. This has I, been quite the, a cluster the, of a show. I'm sorry. Having, we're having so many technical problems that I don't think we can, yeah, I, yeah we should sort of quit while we're ahead, I think. Um, so, yeah, thank you for listening. If you want to get in touch, uh, we're on uh, email. We're on email, uh, which I understand is on computers these days. Uh, Juniorfunners at gmail.com. You can uh, send us a, a question or a comment or, you know, like a, if you've got like a coupon code, uh, for like pizza or something, you know, we'll we'll take that. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. We're at Junior Funners on Twitter. Um, me and Lawrence are both on Twitter um, independently of the show. I'm at Crispy Willis. Lawrence is at Ivy Online. So you can follow Lawrence, see him uh, complain about nobody uh, liking any of his tweets. Um, some of us just get on with it. You know, some of us, uh, you know, no one likes our tweets. Look, I have 1,800 followers and I barely get, 0.1% of that is ridiculous. I did. I, so what? <laughs> Damn it. You know, there's, I, it's a, you, there's you, you know, mathematically, man, there should be. Man goes, a man goes viral once, you know, suddenly he thinks he's yeah, fucking, you know, I get everything taste he has to say is worth And I need more. Let me have more. Yeah. <clears throat> I've got yeah, an ego to fill bit here. By the, bit by the showbiz bug. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the showbiz bug of having a viral tweet. Um, well, several, like all right. five. <laughs> anyway, goodbye. <laughs>